2: Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by a postal-carrying primate. Uh, instead, is brought to you by, among other things, CrimeCon. That's CrimeCon this June in Indianapolis, uh, June 9th through the 11th. And it'll feature some really cool experiences. You'll get to meet some canine search dogs. There'll be crime scene reconstructions, blood spatter analysis, all kinds of cool stuff. VIP events also, like Murder Mystery Dinner and Cold Case Discussions and expert panels. There will be guests there, including us, but there will be also famous people, people you've actually heard of and seen on TV, but there will also be podcasters, including us, and some other ones. So get out to CrimeCon.com and sign up today. It's CrimeCon.com, and when you're signing up, use the promo code SIDEWAYS20 and get 20% off your admission. So again, CrimeCon.com, and use that promo code SIDEWAYS20 to get 20% off. See you there. Thinking Sideways. How do the aliens. You must unlearn what you have been. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to.
0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, as always, joined by. Joe. And Devin who's about to sneeze i was in the
1: middle of a yawn
0: oh oh God, no. <laughs> uh, once again we have another mystery this week uh and as per normal this is a listener suggestion this was suggested by shelly quite a while back and today what we're going to be talking about is an unsolved mystery that is mined from the show of the very same name Unsolved Mysteries. Yay. Yeah, they did
2: do an episode on these two. They, they did. Yeah. They
0: did. And I've actually, I've been slowly researching this story for several months now, as you two well know. And while I haven't gotten every answer, I feel like we've kind of pinned down a few things that were a little more uh, unresolved. uh, uh-huh. So that's right. always good to know. All right. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the deaths of, and I really hope I'm pronouncing this right, and I apologize if I'm not for the last names here, but they are Arnold Archambault and Ruby Brugier. uh, At the time of their deaths in 1992, Arnold was 20 years old and Ruby was 19, and they both lived in Lake Andes, South Dakota, which is inside the borders of the Yankton Sioux Reservation. And to clarify for anybody who may not quite have understood that the state of South Dakota has nine different reservations on it, and there obviously there 's towns inside of those reservations. This particular town, Lake Andes, and the lake it 's named after, is inside of the Yankton Reservation, yeah that's why that's that way
2: it's kind of an interesting jurisdictional patchwork in there actually oh buddy so we're yeah. going to talk about some <laughs> of the,
0: the jurisdictional stuff because uh, it gets it gets kind of muddy but the you know the the reservation itself is pretty big it's what 665 square miles which is just over 1700 square kilometers it takes up like uh, 60% of the county that it's in so it's a big place
2: and the county it's in is kind of large too yeah. actually yeah it's, it's called yeah. Charles Mix County mm-hmm. that's uh, absolutely on the, right on the border with what Nebraska the south yeah. end of the south side yeah. of the state yeah, yeah.
0: it does be it runs right, yeah. right yeah. up to the border
2: yeah
0: so uh, talking about Arnold and Ruby uh, so like I said they lived in Lake Andes as much as I can tell And I'll be honest in that I do not know if they were members of the tribe or simply residents of the town. I've
2: never really seen a whole lot said to that. It's hard to tell by their pictures and their names, but, you know, I mean, a lot of Indians have just regular ordinary white sounding names. And, and frankly, I, they, they look kind of white, especially Archie or Arnold. I think Arnold. It's, Arch- it's Arnold. Oh, is it, no, I thought it was Archie. Okay, I, but,
0: I made that mistake
2: more okay. than once. And
0: yeah. And it's hard to say. And I, while it does make a bit of a difference at one point in her story, it doesn't make a whole no, it lot doesn't, of difference. It, it so I'm really not doesn't, too worried about it.
2: No, but, uh, yeah, um, there, but there are a lot of white settlers in that area. Yeah. So they're probably just white folks
0: yeah i i don't know again i i'm not going to make a guess because i just i can't tell and it's not relevant to the mystery itself so much so the mystery itself is that on the night of december 12th arnold and ruby and ruby's cousin who was 17 at the time her name was tracy dion they were driving in the area they were just south of lake Andes. And Arnold was driving and I believe that Ruby was in the passenger seat, which puts Tracy in the She was in rear. the back seat, yeah. And what happens is they're they're driving in the area. Oh it should mention that it's late at night, apparently, and they had out, been out doing a little bit of drinking
1: because mm-hmm. they were all yeah. underage. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Tracy is the one who uh, later admitted that they had been, they'd gone out, and I don't know how much they'd had to drink, but they'd been drinking. It's my understanding
1: mm-hmm. there are kind of like three things to do in that area when you're that well, age. And drink beer,
2: drink whiskey, and what I else? was going
1: to say it's drink, smoke, and have sex. Just oh. driving around the countryside. That's being a teenager, yeah, that's yeah, or really early twenties, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, so they were they were traveling north on three hundred eighty third Avenue, correct?
0: Correct. So yeah. so yeah, so that's a, that's perfect because they are heading north on three hundred eighty third Avenue. Three hundred eighty third Avenue intersects U.S. Highway eighteen, and it's a T junction. So that means three hundred eighty third ends because mm. the highway is going east to west at that point. And according to Tracy, it was icy out, and when they pulled up to the intersection, Arnold said there were no cars coming, and then the next thing she knew, the car was upside down. According, and so this is her statement that you see all over the internet, so I'll go ahead and read it, because it kind of helps illustrate a little bit of what happened in the car. It says, I was upside down in the ditch and Ruby and I was in the car, you know, Arnold wasn't in the car. I don't know where he was. Ruby was crying. She was saying, oh my God, oh my God. She just kept hitting the car. The next thing I know, the door, it was open a little ways and she had enough room to then slide out. And then, so I was going to reach over and then just like that, the door went shut. Mm. So that's her statement of what she remembers immediately after the crash. At this point, it, apparently, Tracy's the only one in the car uh, and I'm guessing must not have been able to free herself from the car mm-hmm. uh, based on the events that are about to happen. Eventually, somebody does come by and sees the car and helps her out. It's at that point that she realizes that Arnold and Ruby are nowhere to be found. They, they should have been there and they aren't. And I don't know how much time passed between Ruby getting out of the car and help arriving.
2: I never found that out either. I never did. I would
1: assume, given that she didn't say, and I was stuck in that car for, you know, what must have been hours without... It doesn't without... sound
2: like that long, It right? doesn't sound yeah. like that
1: long because it seems like she would have mentioned it was weird that they weren't coming back and helping me out. That yeah. would be part of the lore mm-hmm. if, it, if it seemed like it was a significant amount of time. But True. that's just my own Interpretation of it,
2: yeah, and I and I don't know how heavily traffic. That's I should have done a like and looked up traffic counts on Highway 18, <laughs> which is what they were right off the side of. But it's a, it's it's it really the only to be road to town. Thoroughfare
0: it a, on the south side of the lake.
2: So, so you would think there'd be a fair amount of traffic on it.
0: Now, depending the on the time of night, well, may that. not be yeah. that much traffic, but. That's a good point. But yeah, obviously no surprise. The local sheriff's department gets involved and they come out to the scene to figure out what's going on. The next Mm -hmm. morning they walk up and down the road they're looking around that area trying to find arnold and ruby the the thinking at the time was that they in a state of shock and probably helped with a little bit of booze they decided that the best course of action was to just flee the scene Mm. so that they didn't get in trouble for uh drinking illegally and after which they succumbed to the cold, because it 's december twelfth it 's in South Dakota that year at that time the uh, the temperatures plus or minus were in the single digits, mm-hmm. so really. it is yeah. friggin cold yeah but but they didn 't find any sign of the couple, and just as a sign of how cold it was, apparently when you read the descriptions it 's the car came to rest in a ditch. On the ice, the ice was thick enough to support the weight of the vehicle. So that—that's mm. just an indicator of how how cold it was. Cold pretty it out. frozen
1: solid. Yeah,
2: damn cold. Absolutely. Although, although the—I'm uh, not sure which ditch because there's a ditch and there's a swale. The ditch is very shallow, and then the swale is deeper the soil drains into the lake so
0: one of the big questions of this whole thing is exactly where exactly, yeah. where it is and we're, we're going to get into that when we get into a little more of the details later on here Did but they
1: not take pictures
0: i can't find any pictures no mm-hmm. the only okay this is what's infuriating i love that this was on unsolved mysteries mm-hmm. i hate that this was on unsolved mysteries because all of the photos are from the recreations yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> I yeah.
0: Looked at it, I'm like, oh look that's a no um, mm-hmm, no nope. mm-hmm. that's totally the, that that might as well be Robert Stack in the background right there because that's what that is.
2: But you know that there's websites out there that talk about this very one and they have those photos on there. Mm-hmm. That's a real deal. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, those oh, yeah. are the real photos.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: we run into that a lot. Oh yeah, with that show.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, like a it's, lot. It's it's the it's the it's the joy, the beauty and the pain yeah. all at the same time. Yeah.
1: Mm. So okay, their car was supported by ice. There was no sign of them anywhere.
0: No sign of them at all, uh, according to the reporting. The local law enforcement. They keep looking for them. And
1: was there? Sorry. to interrupt but is this a stretch of road that's pretty barren of people are there houses around there's not a whole lot of houses
0: right there it's farms and fields a couple miles away is town Mm. they weren't very far away from the town actually the town was not
2: even a couple of miles away it's like you know i think the county sheriff's office which is in lake andes is like a six-tenths of a mile to the west of where they crashed Something like that. So yeah, it's really super so close. It would have been oh, yeah.
1: really easy for them to walk.
2: Yeah, oh, so, yeah. So yeah. it's
0: not as if they they could have wandered away and not found some place to seek shelter. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's thinking is that they wandered away, they sought shelter somewhere, and now they're hiding, mm-hmm. and eventually they're going to come, come forward, right. and we're looking for them. But there, there was no sign of them, and when the sheriff's department was looking around... Were, uh, all of the stuff that I've read, they, they said they didn't see any signs of where the ice had been broken to indicate mm-hmm. somebody had fallen through. Mm-hmm. None of that is, is present. So it's, it's literally, uh, as my wife would say, poof. Mm-hmm. They disappeared. Yeah, you
2: know, nothing would have said a trooper tracks. Basically, yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Yeah, nobody knows. So. Yeah,
0: but but so okay, so let's now let's talk about the the whole thing that you were saying with the swales and the ditches. Uh-huh. So for geography, for anybody who isn't looking at a map, like we said, uh, Highway eighteen runs east west. Three hundred eighty third runs north south and mm. tees into the highway. That's what it looks like. On the east side of the of three hundred eighty third, there's really just not much there. It's not a, a, a much of a dip at all. Mm-hmm. On the west side, so this is south of eighteen, between eighteen and three eighty third. There is a, uh, a swale, or what did you mm-hmm. call it? Um, That's what he called it. A think swale. Think it was okay.
2: A swale. Okay. It's like yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's not really a ditch. It's, it's more it's of like a swale.
2: Well, it's like a ditch with a bunch of stuff growing in it. But it
0: looks like it could be at its deepest point, maybe four or five feet deep, but that's way off it's at the edge. It's
2: hard to tell because of all the, the vegetable matter growing mm-hmm. in it, but then it gets deeper as it goes north, and it goes underneath Highway 18. Yep,
0: so there, yeah. there is
2: a culvert,
0: uh, it's a culvert or a mini bridge, something which, by the way, it looks like according to the, I love going through the maps and going through the history, and you can see back in, I think it was the early 2000s, they redid that culvert, because oh, it's captured on the satellite view, mm. but there's a culvert because Lake Andes is several hundred feet north of the highway it's right there and when the water level gets high it will back up to that culvert and fill that swale. Mm. And this north of high of the highway itself is a walking trail, which Joe has helped me understand used to apparently be an old railroad track.
2: Yeah, it used to be right away for railroad. Uh-huh. And then, and,
0: and that's got a footbridge that crosses over mm. that inlet Same that swale. goes and yeah. swale. So the north side, the north west side from that junction of the two roads is where it starts to get deep. Mm. But I don't know if when they were looking for them, whether they walked out onto the ice or for fear of falling in, they just did it from the bank, mm-hmm. but from the intersection itself.
1: And uh, we don't know where the car was, right? We don't we know, don't know exactly where the side. car is.
0: I'm going, okay, I'm going to make a giant presumption and mm-hmm. say that they flipped just off of the north side of that intersection. That's an easy thing to say.
2: Uh, it mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense. So, and that that it, was, that so was, they
1: were in the swale. Is what we're saying?
2: The car was... No, the car would, would have been to the east of the swale. It I would have been think. to...
1: Well, no, what I'm saying... Or, or
2: Joe, maybe is in the, the swale, if the, the swale was the ditch.
0: In between the walking trail and the road is where I'm saying it went mm. in. Yeah. That's Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But, but as We're far saying as, the same thing.
2: But, yeah, and so in between, to the, to the north of 18, this is getting confusing, but there is a shallow, very shallow, shallow ditch parallel to the road, and, mm-hmm. then, and then at right angles is the swale. So, yes. again, it's confusing as to whether Look the, at the car map. wound up in the swale. Mm-hmm. Look at the aerial, yeah, I mean, really. Highway 18
0: and 383rd Avenue, yeah. South Dakota, Lake Andes, you'll zoom right into it and you'll I, get it. Yeah,
1: I guess I, for me, I'm just continuing to assume that it was the swale or something deeper to because there was the prevention of being able to get out of the car Mm -hmm. is, I guess, my assumption. But if they flip the car... I'm guessing they didn't have a new car, probably a little bit
0: of crumpling going on. I mean, you've been in a car accident. It's hard to open the door sometimes. And I'm guessing here. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. What I do I, I have to guess is that because of the fact that the lake the water level can rise, I'm guessing that the ice from the the water from the lake had backed up, mm-hmm. and that whole area was there frozen. was frozen at yeah. that mm-hmm. point,
1: yeah, so at this point, I mean we've got two.
0: Two missing people.
1: Missing young people. Just poof. Just poof into thin air.
0: Into thin air. With the aliens. Yep. So the deputies, they've they've wandered up and down this chunk of roads several times. The sheriff at the time said he had been up and down it multiple times. And they
2: didn't find any. That's the other thing I never found in the story was they never found any footprints, did they?
0: Uh-uh. Nothing. No, no. And it was Nothing. Knowing, right? I don't believe that it was. I think that it was frozen, mm. but I don't believe it was snowing. But uh, there's nothing to say that they saw footprints. But then again, if it is five degrees and it's not snowing, that snow may likely have frozen solid, yeah. which wouldn't leave you a whole lot of footprints. Yeah. Walking on ice doesn't leave a whole lot of footprints either.
2: Well, there's that. Yeah, so maybe they were on ice the whole time. Maybe they didn't walk in the snow. Or yeah. maybe the wind just blew the snow around. I don't know. But Yeah, uh, I... I, yeah. I
0: I I really this is this is this is the kind of story that I really dig and I really despise because there's so many oh mm. like uh, it's not there I don't know I can't of, tell you yeah. but we've got these two people they've seemed to have just evaporated into thin air and that's that's basically the end of the story for about three months because then if we fast forward to March of 1993. Someone driving along Highway 18 near that intersection of 383rd Avenue saw what they thought might have been somebody in the ditch, and they called the police. Local sheriff's department came out, and lo and behold, they discovered Ruby's decomposing body in the ditch. Uh, Or Swale, whichever it was. was I don't know which it was. But the point is, is that because it had been warming up, it's March she was decomposing her body was not in good shape she was about 75 to 100 feet away from the scene of the accident uh, that equates to 22 to 30 meters uh, she was on the su- just up off of the edge uh, in the so still in the water is what i understand figuring that you know, Arnold's got to be close by. Sure. They start searching that area. Yeah. And one of the things that I don't quite understand is they decided, well, he's not anywhere that we can see. So we're going to pump the water out. And I don't know how they could have done that if it was the uh, the outlet that went into the lake. Mm. That's why I still have a question of exactly where they went in. But they pumped water out of whether it was the swale or the ditch. They got water out.
1: How sorry, how, how deep did we say the ditch was?
0: We don't know for sure because I can't tell. I'm guessing that the one that is on the south side mm-hmm. is maybe five foot deep. That's a guess. Okay. And then yeah.
2: deeper as you get towards the lake, toward the north. Right on the, the, on bodies the north side. would have been right. found.
0: It gets deeper. If you go on Google Maps, there's some great photos uh, that are actually geotagged to that location. They give a little more information, yeah. and the water is higher at that I'm point. I'm just
1: thinking about the weirdness okay. we're about to talk about. I got Sorry. you. I got you. They pump out the water. Lo and behold, they find
0: Arnold's body. He is less than 20 feet away from her. He is in relatively good condition.
2: Except for being dead. Except for, well, his
0: body was Mm -hmm. in good condition, other than the fact that it was no longer alive. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. Um, And I see a lot of people call this out, and I'm not surprised by that, because if he is, and uh, the thing you also see called out is that he wasn't frozen to the ground, but if he was suspended in water, that makes sense. It also makes sense why he was so well preserved if he is in freezing cold water, why his body would not yet have started to really decompose, unlike Ruby's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin's yeah. rolling her eyes at me. I'm
1: not rolling my eyes. I just think I kind of agree with the I, the whole idea of his body being perfectly suspended in, you know, what's likely less than the height of his body, the mm-hmm. amount of water, right. that it, he's just somehow floating in the middle of this like not touching the ground but not so high that they could have found him before and just like that to me poses a really big problem okay because they searched that area pretty well they did if if he had been in there i mean presumably it was frozen solid been in there they should have been able to see but
2: Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that
1: in a minute well Well, you know
2: there's all sorts of possibilities i mean i think that and maybe this is better for the theories i don't know yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah yes.
0: let's, let's hold on yeah, to it. Yeah, Because
2: okay. there's, there's a few
0: more. Because we're about to go into some Weirdoville stuff here, which is going to be fun times. Because it seems like an open and shut case of, well, they they went into the ice and they went into the water. And that's why nobody could find them. It's, it seems on the outside very, very easily that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Except that there are things that didn't work when or didn't match up when they were got there and they found her body and they were then combing the area again. They find a lock of Ruby's hair on the side of the road, which they say couldn't have been there that whole time. I don't understand why it couldn't have come off of her body once it was exposed to the elements, but I'll set that aside.
1: You mean that it would have like fallen off her body and blown over there? Yes.
0: As in, her skin is decomposing, the hair breaks free and blows away,
2: yeah. which is kind of gross. I know. That's, no, it's true, though. Yeah, that's one of the things that people have said, as you say, is that why was it there? But yeah, it, it could easily It could have been that. They were moving the body.
0: So she appeared to be wearing the same clothes that she had the night she disappeared, but her glasses and her shoes are missing, and the, the decomposition of her body was bad enough that they had to ID her with a tattoo, So it's not as if they could tell by her face, if that gives you kind of an idea. That's why I'm saying I could see maybe something breaking free. I hear what you're saying, but Um,
1: I also think that's a significant amount of decomposition for his body to be like, Totally fine. Well, but if he's completely like...
0: underwater in cold water, oh, yeah, colder water. I gotta get a tattoo, you know. I mean, so we can identify you.
2: Yeah, this is Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, you know, you should actually get a tattoo that just says "I'm, I'm Joe, Joe," identified uh-huh. as Joe. <laughs> uh-huh. um, okay, so so let's move into the other weird, uh, other questions into to this strange area that we're at here, which is it a it appears that there's some questions whether the clothes that Arnold were, was wearing when his body was recovered were the same ones that he had been wearing on the night that he had disappeared. The investigators, uh, like I said, felt it was weird that he was in good condition. I disagree with that. But what they also found is they found keys in his pocket, which they say they couldn't match up or confirm belonged to him. I'm making a giant, giant assumption here that they say that because it was two uh, a car key and two house keys. And I'm assuming what they're saying is that they took those keys and they tried it on his house and his car, and it didn't work. But I can't
1: say that with any certainty. Well, the car situation. uh, But the house, maybe...
2: I don't know, it's hard it's hard to say because like you know, I uh, I have a key right now on my key ring that I don't I have actually no idea what it goes to. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. hate to admit it, but, uh, Well,
1: but I mean if the if all that is on that ring is three keys, right? A car key and two house keys, it should be pretty easy. Figure you know, out where he would go out. that
0: he would have that. Or yeah, at like least one of maybe? those
1: two keys should fit his house. Yes,
0: right? and, and, and yeah. I I tried to find some of that out. I ran into a bit of a dead end, mm-hmm. which we're gonna talk about about. Yeah. Okay, the the other thing here before we get uh before we get too much farther along is that I'm using air quotes here. Reportedly, there was a dark blazer style vehicle seen near where her body was found just prior to its discovery. Uh. Which, you know, of course then somebody's implying that she was dumped. It's yeah. really what that's boiling down to.
1: Well, I mean, or that was the person who
0: Called called in it in. or a body. person who saw it and didn't call it
2: in or even worse you know I, I, if or you actually simpler. if you staked out that thing I mean there probably was like a, a dark pickup truck with two guys in a scene near the same scene not mm-hmm. you know not too long before or after there was also probably a minivan seen near the scene mm-hmm. there was probably also a Prius seen mm-hmm. near the scene I don't know it was there
1: the only code, time, probably yeah. not yeah.
0: yeah unless it was the time
2: travel oh that's Prius. a good point yeah, th- those exist mm-hmm. are you talking about
0: uh, apparently yeah they will as we're still in Weirdoville here, the medical examiner who looked at the bodies said that they didn't die from drowning, they died from exposure, Yeah. which totally, totally drives a nail into this whole thing we've been talking about of them falling through the ice and drowning. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk some more about that in a bit because there's a whole bunch of stuff there. But it's weird that two people found in the ditch, in the water, around the ice, died from exposure and not drowning.
1: Yeah, and weren't found in the extensive searches of that area.
0: Initially. Days after, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. days well, after. They looked for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, the final thing that I want to talk about here is that there was a sighting of Arnold, because there's always a sighting, uh, as Elvis has proven. Yep. Somebody always sees you. Tupac. Arnold was seen at a New Year's Eve party with three other people, Uh, so that would have been about three weeks after he disappeared. Mm -hmm. The person uh, who made this claim was subjected to a polygraph and passed it, though I think we've talked ad nauseum about... Polygraphs and how unreliable they are. Absolutely. Oh
2: yeah, but, but uh, and this person uh, saw Arnold with three other people.
0: With in the company of three other people. And
2: yes. Did this person know any of those three people?
0: Apparently not. Huh. That's that. That is what that is. Uh, yeah. The only other thing that I want to talk about that is kind of strange about the case, uh, and and then we'll put it to bed, is that in the reading you will come across the fact that this case was initially handled by the Charles Mix Sheriff's Department or County Sheriff's Department, and then at one point it suddenly went over to the FBI, and then it's deemed a closed case in 1999, and that's the end of that.
2: It doesn't sound like the FBI really took a huge interest anyway.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And and that's that's one of the things that I randomly decided was a rabbit hole to go down and we're gonna be talking about that. So there's a there's the whole bunch of strange details that we know we know that he she shows up decomposed wearing the same clothes but missing a few articles he shows up without any obvious signs of major decomposition and questionably whether he's wearing the same clothes as well as having a few items or an item that doesn't match up and this sighting of him later on and they died from exposure not drowning so this is there's a whole bunch of things in here that this is why i got into this case initially because it just doesn't add it up Mm -hmm. to me anyway All right. now as we've talked about here uh, initially, we're not exactly positive of where the car flipped so which side of the ditch or the road it was on which makes it kind of tough to determine exactly where the bodies were found. Though Joe, so in the reading it always says they were found between Highway 18 and the railroad tracks and I had never figured out where the railroad tracks but that's what Uh, you, how did you figure that out?
2: Well, I mean, there was there were no railroad tracks anywhere near the road. Right. Yeah, there weren't. But uh, but if you get on street view and you look, uh, there's a footpath to the north of the road, and the bridge across the swale is a freaking railroad bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all seen railroad tracks. We know what railroad bridges look like. It's a True. railroad bridge. And uh, we live in an area around here where at least uh, at least several highway, former, excuse me, not highways, former railway, right-of-ways have been turned into footpaths, bicycle paths. Yeah. And this footpath that paralleled the highway, well, you know... It matched that description for you? that must be where the railroad tracks were. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So that's why I put the car on the north side of Highway 18.
0: Okay. Well, that that, that makes total sense to me. I was going to call the Parks Department, and then I literally spaced it out, because I figured they were responsible for maintaining it. But then Mm. I spaced out calling them, but taking a big page from Joe's book this week, I actually did pick up the phone and call at least one person mm. uh, who was none too happy to talk to me.
1: <laughs> Our <laughs> ad they, revenue, hard at work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they, uh, they rarely are happy to talk to
1: you. Uh, there,
0: I, I noticed that. So I called the the Charles Mix uh, County Sheriff's Department and I, I asked somebody to talk to about this case and they immediately transferred me to the sheriff himself that would be Sheriff Thaler, 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 oh sorry sir, but uh, the, the point is he, he did confirm some details about the case though he wasn't all that excited to share much because he didn't, he said his reasoning for not wanting to share a whole lot was that he hadn't read on the file in a long time. He's been sheriff for like six or seven years and this case obviously predates him. What he did confirm for me was obviously the intersection of where the the accident happened. One of my initial questions was I wanted to know if a blood alcohol was done on the bodies because we've talked about that before, is that can indicate if they had elevated levels of alcohol when they died or if the body had burned that off prior to their death. But Mm -hmm. he wouldn't... Wouldn't speak to that. That's okay.
2: Did you find any empties in the car, by the way?
0: (laughs) I don't know if there was any dead soldiers. I have no Uh, idea. But uh, what he did help me figure out was he did help me figure out some of the stuff that was going on in regards to the discussion of the FBI being involved in the case. So we talk about the FBI. That that's actually where I started with this case, and that's why I uh, I, you, I talked to you two about this before. Is I got a wild hair one night, and deciding that well the FBI has been involved, they have to know something. I filed Freedom of Information Acts. To find out what
1: they knew. Yeah, and we looked at you like you were an insane person. Uh, yeah, because why did I use my real address? Well, I don't
2: know. Oh, your Dude. real name.
1: Stupid.
2: <laughs> I always used Devin's name. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I expected to hear nothing back, but uh, obviously I got something back from the FBI on both Ruby and Arnold, and that was a letter stating that they didn't have any information on them, so they couldn't share anything, and thank you very much, and mm-hmm. here's our appeals process. I was like, mm-hmm. And so I was, I was rather confused and I'm not, the law is not my forte. Uh, and if it wasn't for the fact that I reached out to a couple of our experts, I still wouldn't understand exactly why the FBI didn't have anything on this case. So big thanks to Stephen and Nicholas because they really, they really helped me out with this. And so here's why I understand the FBI got involved. According to the federal government, uh, there are several distinctions about what they can and cannot do and can and cannot get involved with in Indian country. Yes, that's what they refer to it as. And I know that some people will say it's Native of American. Other will say it's Indian. I'm not going to weigh in because I, I actually read on this subject. It was like, what is it? And. It's an individual preference, so mm-hmm. I'm when I say it one way. I, that's based off of the way it was referred to in the I was reading. Say,
1: that's what the FBI calls it. Is Indian. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and this, so is like, all, this is the way I found it. So just I,
2: uh, I went out to the acted Sioux uh, tribes, and they all say Indian. Me. They yeah. say they also they, they say Indian more than they say Native American. Yeah, so, to say that so. so it's
0: a little confusing. So
2: ah, yeah, but but
0: but he, there there have been several legal cases that have helped put in different levels of jurisdiction for federal involvement back in the 1800s it was if a crime was committed on the reservation it was handled locally and then there was some legal disputes Uh, at one point what is known as the major crimes act was put in that specified certain crimes that could be uh, involved with the or the feds could be involved with and then that's been changed over time, but but basically, what that means for the folks that are law enforcement in that area is like they uh, this little flowchart I have here. I swear they must have to carry it around because it's a if the perpetrator is Native American committing a non-major crime on tribal territory, and it's either a victimless crime or it's against another Native American, the tribe has sole jurisdiction. If the perpetrator is Native American committing a non-major crime on tribal territory against a non-Native American, there's joint jurisdiction between the feds and the tribe. And if the crime is committed and it is a major crime, murder per se, the feds and the tribes both have joint jurisdiction no matter who the perpetrator is or who the crime is against. So it's like this is just a hodgepodge, and that, that sounds confusing enough—
2: well, yeah, it gets worse, I know. It,
0: it does, because it's a nightmare, and, and I really, I commend the men and women who work in that, that sheriff's department for working through this every day, because apparently the Yankton Sioux had a dispute about territory that was theirs and what wasn't theirs based on a land sale in the 1890s. And the, the Yankton Sioux had a case that went eventually up to the Supreme Court in 1998, um, and it was all around that that agreement, whether it was their land or not. It was something about a waste disposal facility, and whether they were going to use state or federal environmental guidelines to to manage it.
2: Yeah, because and, it, well, it was on a, it, was, it was in a, in a white-owned area because the original reservation gifted to the Indians or whatever by the by the feds ceded to the Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the feds actually afterwards sold off portions of it to white settlers. Right. So it was in a white zone; they were going to put it in, right? But and still, technically on the reservation, even though not exactly on the reservation.
0: And so, I mean, and and you just used a term that I want to explain yeah, because zone. because this this whole thing created a shifting map based on which. So it worked its way through the courts that lawsuit about who owned that land, and what that did is that changed who had jurisdiction in that specific area and it was a shifting map and there was a red zone and a white zone. And I really hope that red zone doesn't mean red skin, but I think it does. Uh, well, red. And it yeah. meant... Or the, the, it, it the meant red in, man. It know. meant, in, you know, it was that, that joint Indian and federal jurisdiction, the white zone was going to be the sheriff's department or normal county
2: jurisdiction. Yeah, or state.
0: Right. And so I think what happened here is that through that shifting map, the crime or not the crime, the, the accident itself and this potential crime where these people of poof evaporated suddenly falls into a possible scenario where the feds need to be handling it because it could be a major crime. Mm. And so from what I can tell, essentially the whole thing got sh- the, the feds took it, figured out it wasn't their ball, and like a hot potato, I can't tell whether they threw it back to the Sheriff's Department as soon as they could, or they just closed it and got uh, rid of it.
2: Yeah, I don't... Well, it was actually in their court. It was in their jurisdiction from what I can tell, because uh, the town of Lake Andes is in the red zone, Uh and so... uh, But I think they just immediately determined no crime had been committed. Essentially, they they probably opened a file on it and, and didn't put Anything in there?
0: Right. It and was a that's, blank file, which is that's why, why my had, letters were empty.
2: Absolutely, they had. They really did have nothing mm-hmm. because no crime was even committed. I mean, they might not have even actually opened a file. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know.
0: I don't know, but what I can tell you is this is the reason that. I now understand the frustration in the sheriff's voice when I said, I don't understand what you mean by that about the the feds getting jurisdiction and him explaining it to me. And I just didn't have enough history on that particular bit to not get it. But I understand why that's that's a living nightmare to work through. Uh, so yeah. if nothing else, that's why the feds got the case. And then, of course, they did absolutely nothing with it. Punted it. it. Yes. They, they totally, totally punted There's it. There's your sports reference, everyone. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So that that right there, ladies and gents, that is our story. That is all we have on it. So for, so before we get into the theories, let's take a quick break.
1: Yeah.
2: Hugin and Munin circle the world, flying high above, watching his events unfold. Each morning they take flight, and each night they return to report what they have seen and keep Odin informed. Aye, when they return at night, their meal is uncertain. But with their help watching the world, Odin is able to keep up with everything and have time to spare to shop for all the ingredients he needs to make those tasty meals for himself and the other Norse gods. But we're not Norse gods, unfortunately. We don't have those kinds of guys doing our work for us, uh... Most of us have to do our shopping ourselves, uh, but we do now have Home Chef to do that for us and allow us to make really tasty meals easily every day. With Home Chef, you can cook like a five-star chef whenever you want. Uh, the meals are mouth-watering. They have pre-proportioned ingredients, and so they're easy to prepare. It takes maybe 30 minutes, and it gives you a lot more time to relax afterwards. You don't have to spend 45 minutes in the store buying that stuff. Uh, just last night, I had the turkey wraps easy to make tasted as good or better than anything I would have had in a restaurant and so if you want that fabulous experience for yourself all you got to do is go to homechef.com sideways and you'll get 30 bucks in free meals but you got to put that slash sideways in there so that's homechef.com sideways and you'll get 30 dollars in free meals eat well
0: and we're back Theory time! Yeah. So, there's uh, there's really two main theories within a bunch of sub-theories on them. Mm-hmm. So, theory number one is... Uh, main theory is that they died at the scene. And the subset is that uh, I've titled it Thrown from the Car. According to this theory, they simply wandered away from the car and they died from exposure to the elements in the area. And why? Well, according to Tracy... She said Arnold wasn't in the car after it had flipped. So it is possible that if he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, he could have gone through the windshield or the door could have opened during the roll and he could have been flung from the door itself. I'll admit there's nothing in the reporting about a human-sized hole in the windshield. So I don't think that he went through the windshield. Yeah. But this then, if we follow it, let's just say he was... He, was thrown from the car and went out the door the door popped open and he went through it it's in that when ruby got out she went to him you know that's why she's saying oh god oh god or oh my god oh my god oh my god she goes to him and then from there i don't know i literally i I mean they were i don't know
1: they were like 20 feet or less away from the car right
0: they're
2: pretty close.
0: Uh, 75 feet from the accident, 75 to 100 is where the bodies are found. Which,
1: yes. like, that's, a, uh, that's really fast to die from the elements of exposure. Excuse me. That's incredibly... I mean... Yeah, no. It, it would have had to have been blizzard-like conditions, I feel, I that would... They would have not gotten lost in the whiteout and not been able to find their way back, which there's no there's nothing to say that. But I also will say that it to me, Arnold doesn't have to have been thrown from the car because there there's also such a thing as like going into shock or like passing out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tracy, right? Tracy. Yeah.
0: The 17 year old cousin. Yes.
1: She, it's totally possible that she just blacked out. For a minute, I, as the car was flipping around. Uh, he, and then well, as she came too. to, mm. he was yep. no longer in the car. Yeah,
2: yeah, because actually, when they found his body, he didn't have the sort of contusions that you would associate with being thrown from the car yeah. or plunked the uh, Not in
0: any of the reporting yeah. on this, so he no. Just,
2: I, he just got out of the car.
0: Okay, so yeah. I think we can put that one to bed, because okay. I'm not in disagreement at all with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that, yeah, like you said, he got out of the car, she didn't, she didn't realize it, she came to and he was already gone. And so this, so this next theory then is that they simply, they tried to run away Mm. and that is like we talked about earlier, they get out of the car, they realize that they are in a world of trouble because they have wrecked their car and they are underage and drinking. And one of the things to keep in mind is that the couple had a daughter. At, I, she was maybe a year old at the most at the time. Mm-hmm. So there may have been a, oh, this is going to be bad, whole bunch of negative repercussions from it. Sure. We need to just beat feet and get out of here. Mm-hmm. So let's go.
2: Yeah, so again, like Tracy, huh?
0: But. Well, yeah, but it's weird that they would leave Tracy.
1: Well...
2: Yeah.
0: Like, wouldn't you just take everybody with you? I'm
1: starting to formulate some more theory here, okay. right? Okay. So, again, Tracy, let's say she blacks out, passes mm-hmm. out. We don't know for how long. Maybe she was also not wearing a seatbelt. She's getting thrown around a little bit. They settle. And in situations like that, often your sense of time elongates, right? Yeah. So, Arnold is the most awake of all of them somehow. And he's like, hey, Tracy, everybody okay? And his girlfriend, Ruby, you know, says, I'm okay. And Tracy says nothing. And he goes, oh, crap, I've killed Tracy. True. you have to get out of here. Because Tracy also doesn't mention... That well, she said her. anything to Ruby when she gained consciousness, so it's totally possible in my mind that he's like, oh crap, he gets out, she's like, oh my god, we killed her, she gets out, and they leave her thinking she's dead. So
0: Tracy is there, she's eyes open, but she's not really saying anything because she's in that state of shock. Okay, mm-hmm. I I can run with that. that. That is a better explanation because I couldn't understand why you would abandon the other person, but then if you think that person is dead, then yeah. you're definitely going to get the hell out of there.
1: Yeah.
2: There's that. There's... I You know, another thing is they didn't do any toxicology on the bodies, right?
0: I have no idea, Joe. Again, I tried to ask about that stuff.
2: Yeah. Couldn't uh, get an
0: answer on it. Haven't seen any reporting to to confirm or deny that they did. I would presume that they did. But so
2: wandering away like that, you know, from an accident and forgetting about your cousin that's in the backseat is sort of thing I associated with like LSD. Or or head injuries. Or head injuries Severe head injury, yeah. yeah. You know, being
1: in a car that flipped over a couple times. Mm -hmm. Or the other thing I was going to say is that it sounds like Ruby's body was probably too far gone to even do a toxicology report but I would
0: guess it was wasn't really conclusive if they did it but But I don't know. The, but the whole thing is is that again, I want to come back to if they died there at that time, let's yeah. come back to the fact that they didn't die because they drowned, they died from exposure and again, no whole, obvious holes in the ice and let's just okay, let's let's just run down a hypothetical scenario of one of them goes in, the other one goes in trying to rescue them, and now they are both treading water in freezing cold water. The reading that I've done says that you can, you know, most people can s- survive for at least a half hour. Bear in four with me. or
1: five feet of water?
0: Bear with me. Okay, all right. Bear with me. Yeah. How many times have you stepped off and found a deep spot when you were walking into the water, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Now, imagine you don't know where the ledge that you just came off of was, yeah. so they're they're treading water, they're trying to get back out by climbing out of the ice. It could have lasted for a while until they finally succumbed to hypothermia, which i would um I'm guessing falls under the the umbrella of exposure. death by exposure so that they don't they're not listed as having uh, being drowning victims but I, I but again, why wouldn't I mean that kind of hole in the ice should be really obvious to the people who were looking for them?
2: It, you know, of course, it might depend on how far out they went towards the lake to look. I mean, they could have wandered out quite a ways on that water that waterway out to the lake. So and are so, you
0: okay? Go ahead. No, and I'm so sorry. I didn't mean they,
2: yeah. So they would have expected them to be thinking that there's no rational reason that they would walk way far out towards the lake. They didn't go out that far to look, probably.
0: But the, the difficulty with that is that means that if they walked due north in mm-hmm. some fashion, they, and then they go in the water, and then they die, and they go underwater, their bodies then had to go back south towards the bridge mm-hmm. which is an outlet meaning the water is flowing northward already so now they're flowing uh, their their bodies are traveling against the current mm-hmm.
2: well it can depend on this, things like
0: suddenly i've i've redeemed myself for ray greek <laughs> stupid hard drive and understanding how
2: fluid <laughs> dynamics works absolutely yeah <laughs> Uh, what do we talk about, DB Cooper? Well, but, God, uh, no, let's not go down there. No, but, no, but, but but you but
0: you see my point, Joe? Like I, I get that. I thought mm-hmm. the same thing. I was like, well, maybe the, you know the water just shoved him in, and then I started thinking about well if it's March and it's runoff and it's melt, everything's going out into the lake. So yeah. how do you explain that? Yeah, I, don't I know, know.
2: that's it's a tricky thing. I mean, he could have actually. I mean, I don't know what they did to actually dam off the inlet when they started draining it and pumping the water out of it. He might have been further out, and by, by they like, inadvertently the sucked his they body inadvertently through. Sucked his body yeah. further, further, south. You know, that's I mean,
1: possible. But I mean, they did find her body.
2: Her body was a, like kind south. of above the ice. Yeah, south. Yeah, yeah. So. Kind of, she wasn't
1: on the edge.
2: She but was she... actually out of the
0: water. Yeah, she apparently. I get the if I were to use the images from unsolved mysteries as any kind of metric, which I'm not going to. I think that she was in several feet of water, but floating, Mm. and and, you know, on the top of several feet of water. Uh -uh. That's all I got on on that. So, yeah, you're right, Joe. They may have inadvertently pulled him in or pulled him farther into the area than he initially was. I, I don't know. So that though, that is the end of. They died at that site or died there at that time. I should clarify they died there at that time is what both of these are Mm -hmm. are falling under. So that takes us to our next theory which uh, is I know the look on your face Devin. It
1: is not aliens but it should be possibly. I mean it's a pretty good theory for this one (laughs) that the aliens abducted them they subjected them to experiments and then dumped them back kind of where they thought they would be
0: in sort of the same condition yeah because aliens don't know
1: well you know things happen yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay no no really my next theory here is they ran away from the scene as we've just discussed and then somehow they came back to the scene. Uh, and and, like weeks and later?
2: And then died then after, weeks after died?
0: I, I guess, yes. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. Or a month so, after. Oh. Yeah, it's a month. So th- this this whole thing, this whole theory, which I don't put a whole lot of stock in, is that basically they beat feet. Somebody gave them shelter. Arnold couldn't take being camped up in the little spot they were hiding at any morning. He went to a New Year's Eve party to blow some steam off. Mm. And then they went back to that site because they thought their car was still there. I, I don't know. And then they, they they died there. I mean, this, I will admit right now, this, I've seen this before. And it's the hokiest theory in the world because there's no logical reason for them to go back
2: Days or weeks later. Well, you don't know. I mean, that might have actually been a, a hangout spot, a place where everybody wants to smoke pot. I mean, who knows? You know, you park your car. It's there, a meetup you, point. You wander. Yeah, you, know, you want. You know, the uh, the the footpath that's along the railroad tracks there actually just to just barely to the east of where they where they ran their car off the road. It turns south and it intersects Highway 18, where we, that's where you can get onto it. So, I mean, that might have been a place people would come, like you know, hang out hang out on the footpath, dangle their legs off the bridge, and look at the lake. I mean, of but, course, in January, I'm not yeah. so sure. I was going to say, like, that, that, okay,
0: that, that sounds great in high summer, but not yeah. in January for any yeah. any stretch of the imagination.
2: Yeah, that's why this theory is kind of hard to believe. I think they they did return to the site, just not alone, alive.
0: Okay, so you are yeah. you then, sir, want to go into the next theory. Mm. That's, oh, that's I what know, I can tell you're gunning for, which is they did indeed return to the scene of the accident, but they had died somewhere entirely different.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they reanimated and wandered no, over there. No, that's actually okay. not it. Oh, okay. no, no,
0: no, no, not the zombie theory. There's no zombie theory in this one. Oh, damn it. I know. People really like the idea that they died somewhere else. And that is because one of the primary reasons is because of the amount of decomposition that Ruby's body experienced. It It's. It's a bit of a stretch. It seems like it's too much for her to her body to have gone through having sat in the water at that
1: site. plus Especially compared to his.
0: Especially compared to his. And then there's that whole possible sighting. But I'm really going to discount the sighting and probably not talk about it again. I probably shouldn't be talking about it as much as I
2: am. You'd think somebody else would have spotted Arnold too. Yes, that's he exactly really yeah, my especially point. Especially
1: at a crowded party. Exactly yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> point.
0: But if we follow this idea, it, it could explain a couple of things. In, in and ba- in, the, the idea here is essentially that these two were abducted from the scene of the accident. By aliens. By a mean person. Okay. Okay we think about what tracy said she said ruby got out of the car and why would she just shut the door behind her well maybe she saw somebody she didn't know what's going on she kind of wanted to hide her and protect her maybe there's the whole set of keys that are in arnold's pocket that they can't quite figure out where those belong if indeed that is true maybe he picked those up from where they were being held
2: uh, yeah, that, that would also or... explain
0: why her shoes and her glasses could be missing and he might be wearing different clothes. And it could explain the tuft of hair on the side of the road because if somebody, that whole, that dark suburban vehicle that we, we talked about, could be that was the person who did the dumping of said bodies. So they dump the bodies. Hair gets pulled off through that process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's reaching, well, but... It it
1: kind of it ties a few things up kind of nicely. Yeah. I don't know that it's reaching as much as you want it to be reaching. Well, I think, I think... Okay, so here's why
0: I feel like it's a real reach, Devin. Is that to abduct people in this scenario is such an amazing crime of luck and opportunity at such a random location. Now, okay... If indeed the accident was an accident, it was it was Arnold's fault? I mean, we could go down the the alley of okay. Well, what if what if this guy actually was sitting in the intersection with his lights off, and Arnold didn't see him? And as soon as Arnold started pulling forward, the guy hits the gas and pushes him off the road. Okay, mm-hmm. well then then there's a that's a little more nefarious, but
1: a scan, that's a weird place we've argued this before with the asia degree disappearance in that you know right place right time it doesn't necessarily mean they were kidnapped it could mean they were picked up by the wrong person they thought they had a passed out 17 year old girl in the back of their car that they were responsible for you were maybe even dead right oh, they get okay. out they're like we got to get help and a car comes by and they flag it down and say, we just slipped our car. Can you give us a ride? We need help. We need to get somewhere where we can call someone. And the guy says, or girl says, yeah, no problem. And then, oops, it turns out that person is an insane person. And,
0: and takes him to a barn and, them... and ties him up. and Chainsaw. I mean, yeah. we totally
1: argued this before. No chainsaw,
0: and... Joe. We, we They saw the body. Oh, yeah. damn it.
1: I mean, we've argued this before. And I'm not saying that it's a great theory but i am saying that them going somewhere else and then their bodies being returned is a pretty good theory
2: well uh, yeah of course the going somewhere else and being having their bodies dumped back there by the killer yeah yeah and that's the only or... problem i have with that is is it's better or safer and easier just to bury them wherever you know somewhere else or dump the bodies somewhere else and also there were no signs of murder right
0: so they no.
1: died of exposure.
0: They, they yeah. died of exposure. So, so I was going to ask, and Joe, I think, is, is leading in the right direction for me in terms of questions here, is that, okay, so they died of exposure. So if this person is holding them, then how did they die of exposure? I mean, that, that could maybe explain why, let's say, Ruby died a month ago. Earlier, mm-hmm. and then Arnold dies, and mm-hmm. so they, oh, well, let's, let's put him back where we got him. Well, Re- catch and
1: release. Okay, so what if. Uh... Somebody accidentally hit them with their car. Do you think that the ME would be able to distinguish a person getting hit by a car versus a person being in a car accident of that magnitude?
0: Yes. Bones. Okay. Bones break.
1: Well, bones break in accidents like that, too. But but, okay. but the yeah. thing is, I've
0: actually looked into uh, accidents where people have been hit by a vehicle and the sad fact is that your yes. femur That's true. tends to shatter okay. very, very dramatically. That's fair. Uh,
2: I, I was thinking it's possible that uh, they just wandered off, got disoriented from hypothermia, maybe head injuries, whatever. And one or both of them, and, you know, it's entirely possible given the different positions of the bodies, that Arnold actually actually did fall through the ice, drowned, and remain there undetected the entire time, whereas Ruby wandered off somewhere and died of exposure somewhere else. Or both of them maybe did. I don't know. But I know that I read an interview with the, the former sheriff, not the one that you talked to. Right.
0: But um, the former
2: sheriff. And do you I, remember his I, name? I, I can't. It's escaped me. I didn't yeah. write it down. But uh, at his retirement, there was an article written about Yeah. Him. 2011. He, and this was a case that really, really nagged at his mind a bit. And because one of the reasons is, of course, they searched the area. They found no sign that they'd gone through the ice, no bodies, no nothing. And he said he knew somebody who rode his horse across that, that land, like in January. Saw no signs. Looking of any, for
0: hubcaps of all things. Yeah, and
2: actually, and, and saw no signs of any bodies at all. And yet here in March, uh, you know, Ruby's body shows up. Kind of Interesting. But, you know, the one thing that strikes me about this area and then the reasons to move a body is the jurisdictional thing. And that is that um, they were just inside the city limits of the town and also by the wreck or where the wreck was. It might have just been pure coincidence, actually. But they were just inside the city limits of the the town of Lake Andes, which is in the red zone. And so if somebody from a white zone had this body of rubies or maybe both of them that showed up, and inconveniently died of exposure. They find them along about March. Um, and Trying then, to
0: figure out who they've got on their hands? Is that where well, you're heading
2: here? Well, they might not have even known who they were, although they might have figured out who they were and thought, hey, let's dump them back at the scene of the accident. Or it could just be that, hey, this is just over right there in the red zone. Let's just take the bodies over there and dump them in that swell. It could have been a remarkable coincidence that they dumped the bodies back into the red zone under its different jurisdiction uh, with l- more limited resources, probably. And again, just sheer speculation on my part, but that's one of the interesting things about this case is that the previous sheriff was sure the bodies were dumped there. Mm-hmm. And, and, but there's he no, was. But they died of exposure, no signs of violence. Why would you dump the bodies there? The only reason I can really think of it is just to avoid a rather inconvenient investigation that's a little too close to home for you, given that you know, maybe they, maybe you're doing something you shouldn't be doing on your land. doesn't mean you kill these people. It's just sheer accident that they wandered onto your land, died of exposure. But they kind of pose a problem for you, so you get rid of the bodies. You take them across jurisdictional lines, and bam, you're golden assuming you don't get caught dumping the bodies of course.
0: Well, and and okay. So you've you've stitched the, you've stitched the whole jurisdictional bit back in in a way that I hadn't considered it.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But taking them to the same spot. It's just that's that that's the sticking point for me. If you know what the red zone is, Why the hell not drive them two miles up to the other edge of the lake and dump them there? Because it's a red zone. And then everybody would say, oh, well, obviously those ding-dongs walked across the lake... And died there, and we didn't see them. Like, you, yeah. do you see where I'm coming? No, here? I like, see what
2: you're saying. I mean, it's too—it's it, it, too,
0: too convenient to take them back to the starting point for, yeah. for that for
2: me. But uh, it just seems to me that that's the swell was a nice little place to dump the bodies because there's a lot of vegetation there, uh, especially if the ice has melted and everything. You know, they're not going to be readily. It's, it's a good, easy place right next to the road and, and the road and the path just to the north of the road. Uh, and it could have been that they, like I said, a coincidence. Or it could have been they recognized Arnold at least, and just thought, "Hey, their their wrecked car was found in this spot. Let's just go dump the bodies there and not worry about it."
0: Now you're you're not saying so. I'm just going to make sure that I understand this. You're not you're not implying that this is a typical dumping ground. This is just a one off thing.
2: Yeah, just a one off okay. thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, you had you have your own theory. Is yeah, that correct?
1: aliens.
2: Indians, I like that one.
1: Yeah,
0: I thought I you had a real theory. No, Mm-mm.
1: no, All aliens. Right. I mean, aliens is a real theory. For this one, is is interesting. I, I, I guess to like wrap it up, I do agree that it seems there's something to steal a term, hinky, going on here. Well, good. There's, huh? I just, I have a really hard time believing that their bodies were there the entire time. Yeah. I have a really, really hard time that the believing that the search just conveniently missed them. But I also have a hard time believing that, you know, it was a crime of opportunity. Then they got dumped again or what happened. I don't know.
2: How do you murder somebody through exposure? The only way I can think of it is you to... lock
1: them in a barn, but then they yeah. should be decomposing at the same rate.
2: They should be, yeah. They should also have like all sorts of like like marks on their hands from where they were trying to claw out of their mm-hmm. enclosure and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be. I just don't see any way to murder. Something. You can tie them up and, and just leave them outside, but then there's going to be there's going to be ligature Yeah, there's going to be marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah like mean, that's how do you do? How do you make that somebody just stay out in the cold without leaving a mark? You know, I can't think of a way to do it.
0: Short of locking somebody into one of those uh, low deep freeze freezers, I don't know. Yeah. Because somebody's gonna die in a deep freeze like that very quickly. Well but... they're
1: gonna fight too though. I mean there will still be signs of them.
0: But not nearly as much as locking them in a barn yeah. tied up. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. So yeah. I, I'm out of theories. Yeah me too. I really this yeah. is why I like this this case so much because it's a kind of a toughie. Uh, If you have any thoughts about this particular case or any of the other cases that we've ever talked about, or you want to share story ideas or anything else you want to chat with us about, you're more than welcome to share that with us. You can email that to us. Our email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. We are on social media. Obviously, you can share things there as well. So, we're on, we've got the Facebook page and the Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We've got the subreddit. So, those are all avenues as well. Now, for listening to the show, there's a whole bunch of ways to do that. You could do it through our website, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com, which on the website, by the way, we will put some of the links for this particular episode's research. But you can always stream and download from the website. You can stream and download from iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, take the time to leave a comment and a rating. We do appreciate that.
2: Especially good ratings.
0: And if you're using a streaming service, whether it be Stitcher or Google Play or any of the other streaming apps that are out there, if they uh, allow you to subscribe and rate, please do so. That is fantastic because that's, like I said, how people find us. We have a a couple of different other things that are on, or actually, I guess it's just one other thing that's on our website, which is merchandise. Mm. So we have, through Zazzle and Redbubble, we have a couple of different types of merchandise. We've got shirts... T-shirts, mugs. I had a whole bunch of shirts going out recently. Evidently, it's the new year of the T-shirt.
2: That's cool. I'll yeah. It, you know, actually, I hate to admit it, I don't have one yet myself. I probably ought to get one.
0: Well, I thought about buying you one for Christmas, and then I decided I just didn't want to. Yeah. So then I got to that other that's thing That's too much stead. money, I know. Yeah. yeah. No. know uh, they're actually not expensive. But uh, So there's a whole bunch of different kind of merch there. Go to the website on the right-hand side. You will see the links for that that's all I've got to share today. You guys uh, got any other final parting thoughts or shots?
2: Uh, just if you're the person or persons who put those bodies back, we'd like to hear from you because I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations has expired. And so I think you uh, really don't need to worry about getting arrested. So just you know, send us an email. We'd like to know what happened.
0: All right. Uh, I just want to say uh, we'll talk to you next week. And by the way, uh, thanks to the sheriff
1: for actually talking to me.
2: I know. That is nice of him.
1: I'm 100% sure it was aliens, guys.